accepting someone exceptional. Hopefully that person, like an exceptional person isn't using exorbitant. I mean, they're probably a nerd, so you got that going for him. You got that. Who's the kid from Kent Mill that like went to college when he was 13? He's either Jason's year or a year below you. Matthew Kritz? Are you no. thinking of Shmuley Mark? No. Okay. Gedalia Kritz? No. All right, whatever. Brahim Habaim. Who's Gedalia Kritz? Do you know his name? He's the guy that speaks at the 7 a.m. Uh, yeah, Klingman. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that Chris named his son Gedalia. No, Maybe. I don't know, I, I, I don't know I, if Chris named his son. We've already, we've already fully hashed out our thoughts on Chris naming his son. Um, the, what he names his son has no bearing in my eyes because, I mean, it, it's, it's all just nonsense. So, us, I mean, there still uh, was a Briss. It just wasn't televised. <laughs> Yeah, it was just dumb. Whatever. Oh, yeah, there's rhetoric. We've gone into it before. Anyway, Brahim Habaim, the Kumfuffle podcast, the only alleged Zionist podcast where one of the hosts has a Hezbollah poster sitting behind him. Tani, what do you got? You want to talk about the Hezbollah poster? Hezbollah paid for my college. I thought you were going to say that. after college. What the, what's the words under Hezbollah? Because maybe that could be some sort of redeeming. Hezbollah. Feature. The Global Footprint of Lebanon's Party of God by Matthew Levitt. Yeah, it's just, it's a flex of a poster. I'll, I'll give him that. He's got That's multiple flex. He's got multiple flexes. He's got his bala over my left shoulder, and over my right, he's got uh, the portrait by the stenographer of him testifying in the Boston bombing case. Oh, That's why, a flex. Why did he testify? Because he's an expert in counterterrorism, and it was a terrorism case. All right. Also, his biggest flex, I was telling my lady about this the other night, that um, one time Trump basically tweeted or wrote in an official document that there will be... Eric peach- Trump? No, Donald. Senior? Uh, 45. Uh, t- tweeted, or, or like, I think it was in an official document that said that there was going to be peach in the Middle East. And my dad, like, highlighted it, capped it, and tweeted it. And, like every bizarre Trump blow up one tweet goes viral. And this one happened to me. My dad got like a million retweets. Look at him. Yeah. Big and flex. he's got that Red Sox number one um, foam finger, which is kind of a flex because they are not number one. Miami Dolphins are number one. Greatest football team. It's true. More on that later, honestly. And you're wearing, is that your dad's shirt you're wearing also? No, it's my shirt. You were in that league also? Yeah, I played on the softball team. I batted fourth. Come on now. Clean up. Yeah, dude, I'm good at sports. But you had to hit any homers? Yeah, I hit a homer that hit a car. All right. But you're not like a power hitter. In softball? That's your... Who's your profile? More on this later, but which MLB player would you compare your softball prowess to? Uh, Carlos Correa. Okay, and he's not a cleanup batter. Uh, He only bats seventh because the Astros are stacked. Also, why would you compare yourself to the most despised player in baseball? He's not the most despised player in baseball. I think uh, you think it's Bregman. I don't know because we don't support anti-Semitism on the Kung Fu podcast, even if some of us have a Hezbollah poster sitting behind us. Well, is Bregman an anti-Semite in no, addition Bregman, to being a cheater? Bregman no, is a, a Semite. Ah, okay. Uh, Jason, I can't, I can't turn around. But LCQ, it says my name on the back. Given that Alex Bregman is Jewish, um, which state is he from? New York. No, it's an LCQ. Okay. It's at HCQ for me. Right. I figure you know. He's from New Mexico. Ah, wow. 
So he didn't go too far from home to cheat in Houston. Well, first he went to Baton Rouge, hmm. where he won the national championship with LSU. And uh, what's his name? Uh, not as good. Dansby Swanson on the Braves. With or without trash cans? As far as I know, without, but with okay. metal bats. Good for him. Which is a bigger advantage? Probably the trash cans. Yeah, yeah the- I mean, I, th- I think it's just that everyone has the metal bats. If only he had a metal bat, it's probably a bigger advantage than a trash can. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's still you know who'd be, ball, though. You know who'd be insane if he had a trash can? Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo would be like, dude, do you know how many balls I would hit into space if I had trash cans? Guys like that need trash cans. Guys like Adam Dunn, they need trash cans. Guys who like make True tremendous today, I feel like they just can't hit curveballs regardless. Well, but then they can just spit on them. Like, if you know that it's a curveball, you just, like, take the chance because, like, vast majority of curveballs don't end up in the zone. So, like, if you know it's a curveball, then you just spit and you don't, you know, you don't make any attempt. All right. I'm glad that we're on the Houston Astros cheating scandal in a timely fashion. <laughs> yeah. JC, you know they finished under 500 this year? <clears throat> Good. Like they, still, the, uh... they, they went to game seven like they could have. They were a game away from making the World Series, right? But they yeah, still I knew that. 500. Yeah, 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 people were very happy that they lost. People are also very mad that Manfred didn't actually punish him. Well, um, honestly, I, I wouldn't mind. <clears throat> I didn't mind that Manfred didn't punish them, but the players, the players' union should have. Like, they're supposed to defend players, and uh, that's all players. They're defending the majority of players from those who are cheating in that in that regard. So there should have been some sort of ostracization from the players' union. I've got a, a surprise, Gachabas, uh, Gachabas. Um, so I'm, I, w- I want to get into that. Can we uh, start uh, 1A? All right. Do you think I do not know about it? Yes. Okay. I assume I do not. What is what is 1A? Because I would like to get to 1B that I have not put in the thing. Oh, who put in 1A? I put in 1A. Oh, okay. Jason, go ahead. I mean, I think Joey should do it. No, 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 no. Whoever writes it. Okay. Recites it. Boom. Get Shabbos to uh, to Tamar Shulman on her engagement. <laughs> Yo, I had no idea. Masatov. That's great news. How did yeah, Jason know? You told me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll have to text her. Dude, that's great I was news. paying off a side bet to Joey L. If we were on the Zoom yes, two days ago, mm-hmm. I lose track of days. But uh, hey, you told me. We were on your Facebook, and you, you were telling me about it. That's All great right. news. Well, more great news. Uh, good Shabbos, good Shabbos to Jerry. Uh, who Bisha'atova will be an older sister soon. Ah. Is that fit for the pod? You got permission? I was explicitly told to announce this to the Kumfuffle via Good Shabbos, Good Shabbos. Okay, well, congrats to Jerry. In, That's the uh, best possible congrats, meeting. To, congrats to Jerry Judy. Congrats to Jerry Rice. Uh, yeah, we're calling the second child Fork 2. Fork 2, uh, as I understand it, will hopefully Bisha'atova be a boy. Um, so yeah, these are <laughs> LCQ. What is the first thing I said to Gavi when, uh, when he told me if this one's going to be a boy, are you going to name him Lucy? No, that is not it. Jason, would you like to guess? Uh, I mean, really the burning question in my head is why they call her fork two and not spoon or him, I guess. Fork's I, a computer science thing. Yeah. Yeah. As I understand mm. it, the computer well, like they could have come up with a new that. joke, but like they could have done like fork two colon spoon. Well, they wanted to just call this one fork again. And I said, no, at least fork two. But no, that is not the first thing I said. The first thing I said to Gabe was, God, you guys are industrious. I think it's a perfectly normal amount of time. Jerry will be over two. Um, When's the due no. date? 
I I think either June or July. All right. Okay. Good Summer birthday. Maybe maybe sooner. I don't know. That's close think- to two for Jerry. Jerry will be two in what October or September somewhere there. Yeah, Russia. Week, week yeah. four of the NFL season when the Patriots play the Giants. Giants right. don't play the Patriots next year. Well, they did that year? That's when Jerry was born. Oh, how nice. That's good memory, Joey. I, I don't I don't have any memory of that. Well, we emailed email Adler at gmail.com about it, who is apparently not a listener. Jason, name all the Adlers that have listened to multiple episodes of Confuffle. Well, the three who are actually in the Fuffle. Okay. Um, I assume Sarah probably has at some point. Gotta assume so. You also gotta assume Jerry. Can confirm yeah. on the Sarah front. Although Jerry's probably not as aware of it as Sarah might be. At what age do you think Jerry won't be allowed to listen anymore? I'd say from like four Five. to 14. Yeah. Five's already pretty old. I wouldn't let my three-year-old listen to Kung I was already like uh, watching. I, I hung out with them the other day and I was like watching my mouth in front of Jerry. She says all sorts of good things like bye-bye, no, no, no. And those are both uh, negative things. She's just saying hello and yes, yes, yes. She does. She says, I hear she says, hi, 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 hi. I've she heard that from multiple Adlers. She didn't give me so much hi, 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 but she was very proud of herself for doing all sorts of things. It was very cute, obviously. One-year-olds are cute. Yeah. Cuter than two-year-olds? Yeah, two-year-olds, it's terrible twos. Yeah. They move more. They break things. They cry more. They don't cry more. Yeah, they do. Tani. What's your uncle experience? Zero? What's your babysitting experience? Zero? No, I have extensive babysitting experience from my extensive uncleing experience. Get out of here. He babysits while podcasting. I have like 20-something years of uncleing experience. Get out of here. I was like a sentient human being when my youngest brother was alive. Eh, you're a little bit. Your youngest brother is still alive, so... When he was born... Yeah, Baruch Hashem, indeed. Shouts to Noam. Should we get into this? Jason won the league. Yeah, actually, with uh, with a good segue, speaking of babies, Jason won the league before Jason is a father. How does Jan feel about that? uh, She feels very positively about it. She was definitely rooting for me to win the league before becoming a father. Well, I don't think she was interested in in fathering a child with you uh, until until she knew that you could be a champion. It's That's honestly surprising she. It's, it's honestly surprising she agreed to marry you when you had. And I don't, I'm not even sure if you had one Kumfuffle playoff win by it when when you proposed. Well, I mean, historically speaking, nobody in Kumfuffle has become a father without having at least one championship. If you yeah. count the ESPN year. Yeah. Sure you should. Sure you do. <laughs> I mean, it's on the, first fair. off, it's on the trophy. Second off, I would never, I would never marry a girl who would be even interested in someone who wasn't. Uh, fantasy champion i mean that's that's just not something i'm interested in agreed yeah, yeah. if we look at it i think we have what uh three married confuffle members all of whom are confuffle champions agreed so daniel's really got to put in the work wow daniel's got to really like months. pull off a finish if he's gonna have kids in the near future when is daniel getting married i thought that was like now he's getting married super bowl sunday that's in cedarhurst bold- in Cedarhurst. Yeah. Daniel's getting married in happening. two months. I thought uh, he was getting married in December. To one. Nah. It's going to be February, what is it, 4th? When does he stay, take step three? Uh, he's, he's up to step one, February oh, 7th. Okay. Uh, he takes step one like two weeks before he gets married. That's why it's, that I I've, I've asked him about this because I 
have a very like I, I don't believe in people doing personal life events on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, are you missing the Super Bowl? I'm not missing the Super Bowl, so it's a twelve o'clock wedding should be done by four thirty BH. Um I will be watching the Super Bowl from a hotel room somewhere in the New York area, but that's okay. Uh, but basically it's the one weekend that actually works for Daniel between like uh, med school starting up again and taking step one and studying and all that. So this is where it fell. Um, and it's going to be a hell of a day with driving to Cedarhurst and going to Daniel's wedding and assuming, you know, live guests are still allowed in a month which at this point I feel like they probably will be. And uh, then getting to a hotel and watching the Super Bowl. All right, power rank the five towns. That's a really good question. Uh, uh, for powering them in terms of what? Just doesn't matter. Woodmere is number one for me. Fuck yep. Woodmere. I'm a Hewlett boy. What? <laughs> what? All I know is that Woodmere is one, Cedarhurst is four, and Lawrence is five. Hewlett and the other one, I don't care. Inwood. Inwood's five. Inwood. Inwood's not even Jewish. Yeah. I like Outwood. I'm all right. But like Lawrence is a bunch of dicks. Cedarhurst is just a bunch They're of They're all stores. a bunch of dicks. That's their thing. Well, Woodmere at least gave us Kevin. Exactly the point. And yo, you might think I'm a dick from the way I dress, but I'm not. I These are Kevin. all points. Shout out to Kevin for winning his league. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Kevin for also like. Now he's ready to be a father. <laughs> again, he's yeah, again, no, he, multiple times. If if if, yeah. if the amount of children you have is one to one to amount of fantasy championships you win, then Kevin's doing well for himself. Dang, me too. I guess you get yeah, Joey. Joey, Joey, how uh, how in line with your child goals are your fantasy championships right now? It's already a lot. They're loud. Anything <laughs> <laughs> and, and they get louder. This is why Jason, uncles didn't win the championship this year. Too busy with know, screaming man. kids. You don't know. I, I really don't. I am not an uncle. Uh, I'm not going to lie. If if you had won the championship against someone who tried or even put up an attempt with Gio Bernard and um, Jeff Wilson uh, putting up a significant portion of your points, I would have been annoyed. Jason had his two best weeks of the year at this playoffs, you know? He did what he did. Yeah. He, I showed up. I really showed up. You um, want to brag? Floor is yeah, yours to brag. I want to brag. I have, I have a couple of uh, just some bones to pick with last week's pod. Y'all were both projecting me at 110. I Didn't projected the final score would be something like 160 to 110, and the score was something like 160 to 110. Not even yeah. close. But you it both said I nine. would be the 110. It okay, was 146 fine. to 94. That's close to 160 yeah. to 110. It's, it's a 50-point blowout. It's a 50-point blowout. You were off by 15, but like it was a 50-point blowout. Yeah. Um, but y'all said 110. Y'all didn't give me much of a chance. You said my only two stars are going to be Tyree Kill and Aaron Rodgers. I and, got one uh, right. Yeah. But you guys missed. Uh, I mean, Mike Evans, I think uh, you guys didn't give enough credit to. Yeah, he started off really weak. There but was he's no, been, no, his he, targets have been like through the roof. The 180, past weeks. 180 and 200 yards from Mike Evans and Jeff Wilson was in no way predictable. Mike Evans was against the worst pass defense in the league on a week where Bruce Arians said, we want to get him to a thousand yards. It doesn't matter. 180 yards is never what you expect, especially not what you expect from a guy like him. I mean, even if all Mike Evans got was 20 points off of a touchdown, a bunch of catches and like a hundred yards, I think Jason would have been happy and his point would have stood. Mike Evans could have scored zero and I would have won. Well, Diana. Yeah. But I think Mike Evans has been, he's been stepping it up. Um, 
really well. Like even if you look at the like the Yahoo Roto World blurbs, they were saying he was a top five wide receiver play this week. Um, last last week they said that Let's they said that about week sixteen, and then uh, and then I mean Jeff Wilson, whenever he's actually the starter in San Francisco, he gets a million yards. So I'm very happy with that. He's had but... one no, he's had one good game. He's had a bunch of duds as a starter. Also, he had that one where you added him, like that you missed. There was one where he put up like thirty for Tani this year. Tani, you, uh, you Jeff Wilson? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on the bench too. That makes sense, probably. But I mean, All given right. uh, given the mix and injury, so given after, the Jacobs after the semifinals, the blurb for Mike Evans was: Evans has his first 100-yard game since Week Four, and it says he will be an upside wide receiver for one slash two. Now they're saying that he is a top five wide receiver play for like for next week. Okay, fine. Even so, so, so 180 yards. Like I'm happy for you. Is, 30, but 35 is a lot. Could have reasonably expected it. Yeah, 35 is a lot. But I was reasonably expecting in the 15 to 20 range for Mike Evans. Okay, fine. But 20 extra okay. points. He got double what you expected. Okay, but okay. like I think We're he had okay. that ceiling all along. Um, so I like that. I also think it's an, it was an interesting point you guys raised last week, which is that I have no lucky wins and no unlucky losses. Well, so, on the whole year now. Yeah. What were the numbers of your? The Kevin Bar hates you. Like we talked about that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like eight and five. I'll, against I'll the try Kevin looking it up, but it might uh, muck up the works. But like honestly, my team was solidly the second best team in the league for most of the season. It I, was who we thought it was. Yeah, I think I, I deserve that, and I think uh, I, I mean I, I don't. I'm not going to pretend that Jesse didn't make some questionable decisions, even though the DK Metcalf trade ended up being uh, wholly irrelevant given that DK like fell off a cliff with the rest of Seattle and his I mean, Kareem Hunt was good this, uh, this past week, he probably would have been come out on top if he had just not made the trade and just purely in terms of week 16. No, he wouldn't have. I don't think no, so. No, no. Uh, like relative to the trade. Oh yeah. I, that trade hurt him. The trade hurt him in the immediate and the future. Definitely the future. I think in the immediate it just pro- provided zero value, but like DK and Kareem did not. Has this Julio, immediately Julio barely played. Does this Julio immediately did... trump the uh, the Jordan Howard for Tyreek Hill trade as worst uh, keeper for a uh, short term? Because this this doesn't look great, and I would really like to not have that crown. Um, I mean, at least Jesse had some upside there, I guess. But at the end of the day, he ended up trading what would have been probably a top five keeper for. I think he got like one week and fifteen points out of Mike Evan uh, out of um. Mike Thomas, like Julio didn't play it down for Jesse. Yeah, wow. No, he really oh, he, he got, he got have, zero return. Well, you have any more brags? Um, no. Like, are just you thinking gonna, gonna bother to thank your wife? Thank Hashem. All the above. Thank Aaron thank Rodgers everyone for the for the perseverance. I think uh, I, I had a good feeling. This is the first com- year in Kamfufal history where I walked out of the draft not feeling like I regretted anything major. Well, you certainly uh, didn't walk out of the draft. Where you sat, where you were for the next six months after the draft, having a good actually feeling. drafted from New York, so oh. I did drive back from the draft. I guess. Okay. Um, good for you. But I came out of it with like no significant regrets, other than not getting Steph Diggs earlier. But like we all had that regret, except Tani. I got and, you. Uh, and I felt I but felt Steph good Diggs about the season, and I think that just you know pulled through. So. Thanks to uh, 
to everyone, and thanks to the Fuffle for uh, for losing out to me. So, Jason, thanks to before... Joey Ella for starting Wayne Gallman. You machino. Um. Wow, that would have been a really bad final if Joey hadn't started Wayne Gallman. Anyway, I would have won. And more on that. Yeah, uh, that, that's my whole point for my whole point for is if if anything was like a yard different, I would have won. But whatever. That's Can we talk crazy. about Tani's meltdown now? No, no. I wanna I wanna ask Jason. Can you power rank your past three teams? My best team was definitely the one where I had Saquon and Mahomes in his first year. So 2018 was my best team. Um, then 2020, then 2019, and yeah, 2019 didn't make the playoff last year. I didn't. Yeah, I know, but but I you still, had a really good team. I had a really good team. I just, I got like killed by injuries with Saquon, Tyreek, and Mixon all missing a ton of time, which now arguably is par for the course with Mixon. But the other two it was you know when I guess Saquon tore an ACL. But last year I think I had a lot of talent. The and yogurt the talent people started believe they'll back, come back though. Yeah, they do. That's an interesting commercial. I hate that commercial. Uh, I don't know that commercial. It's an Oikos commercial. Um, I guess shout out Oikos. But it's a bit shout featuring Saquon Barkley. And it's like all about how he's going to come back, you know, bigger and stronger and better next year because of Greek yogurt. Like you could tell that's totally just like athlete talk. So you could tell like either he had too much creative control or his agent too much creative control. <laughs> it's not it's not a good commercial. But it's I, no chicken noodle soup. Yeah. It's no, no Campbell's. No. Right. Shout out to Cam Newton, hero of soup and yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> More on Cam Newton later. But oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, I think my my 19 team over the like, second half of the season was putting it together pretty decently. It was just too little too late. And I still hold that that was a good team on paper. I just it never showed up like in my starting lineup. But still comes in third place. My 2018 team was really, really good. Like that was... Magic in a bottle or lightning in a bottle is, is actually the phrase. Um, and that just, it just like Mahomes and Saquon and Mixon and everyone just fell apart entirely in the playoffs. And that was disappointing. So honestly, now, like we have a situation where I think the four most important league members have won championships now the two commissioners and then the two podcast people and then lead. Yeah, we are actually at a point where we could do a division of former champions and a division. Oh, of that's a good one. We should do that. Champions. That's a nonsense um, stat, though. I mean, the dean is the darling of the league. You can't cut him out. The, Joe, Yaco. you're missing. The second point is now for league tent. Who is the the next person that it is good for the league to win the championship? A, a dean is definitely surpassed Ezra as darling, even though Jason and Ezra have their weird alliance. So, I like, think, I think it's Daniel. I think it's Daniel. So the problem with Daniel and Ezra, and as much as I, I like them personally and would be happy to see them win one, it's kind of got that like Bills, Vikings, Eagles vibe to it where the and league you is didn't? better without them winning. You didn't have that? I don't have the same level of like, like I guess I would be the Philadelphia Eagles where like I rarely, I never make a Super Bowl, but when I do, I win. And I guess they're one the Eagles are one and one in the Super Bowl. Okay. Not the point. But like Daniel and Ezra are the Vikings and Bills where they like make the finals all the time and they never win. No, man. And you're the Broncos. You're the John Elway Broncos. Broncos. Fine. I'm I'm much happier being the John Elway Broncos than the Nick Foles Eagles. But point is that they're they're the they're the Vikings and the Bills. And like the longer they lose, like the more agonizing it is. And I just think that provides better tent as much as I would happily root for them to win where they to make the finals. It was the same thing for you 48 hours ago, though. Except like it, I never, I never even made it uh, like the 
But everyone won the semis before. Like you've had one playoff win before that, right? So you're like I think think that was against that was against an Adler. You're like the Saints. Fine, I'm like the Saints. What what I am is not the point here. The point we're talking about Daniel and Ezra. I heard Daniel Um, and Ezra. This could have been our this could have been our draft. They definitely have the most to gain from uh, from winning a finals, but the most to Gabe. Sure. All right. Are we ready to talk about Tani's meltdown now? Finally, it's not a meltdown. I don't understand the whole hullabaloo. I thought it was really like benign thing. Hey, remember that time when Daniel has Daniel things happen to him? There was almost a Daniel thing that happened to Daniel, and then Ezra got really sensitive because he's jealous that I have had success jealous. in the past. And and then it just kind of devolved. And I thought Jason was fairly even keeled. I thought I was even keeled. And I didn't understand the whole hullabaloo. I thought that everyone is on board with just laughing at Daniel's stuff. Uh, apparently not. My bad. No, sir. No, sir. Yeah, I think there was it was a bit of a it was a strong reaction there by Ezra. Um, I it's think it's all the about point... the strong reactions. He's all about his categorical statements. <laughs> I think it's. Uh... It's fair to say if I had started Miles Gaskin, I would have beaten a 50-point Camaro week, which would have been very dangerous, which is, which is true and fair and correct. But you didn't Daniel. even start Kittle. Right. I, I Daniel, Daniel wasn't starting his optimal lineup either, which is also a fair point. Right. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, very, I'm very strongly on the train of you can only complain about start sits if you say to your opponent, this is my start sit dilemma. Any I, other start I, sits I, I are I wasn't relevant. even complaining about the start sit. I was like, how interesting would that have been? I like obviously don't care about the seventh place matchup like that's the not what your meltdown says hey, that's just what your agenda says <laughs> both your agenda and your agenda the agenda says a weird meltdown so it was a weird meltdown i wasn't really paying attention because I, so I think i think both of you guys got a little more heated than was necessary for what was I going on i just didn't on. understand why ezra was coming from my throat yeah he's a salty boy he really was <laughs> i think you were too all right Jason, you want to talk about the rule book? Yeah, uh, it was a couple hours of just hunkering well, down. Let's in go a, through uh, the agenda. Will Matt rule age well as a rule book? I think even if he does not age well as a head coach, he will still be a fun throwback reference. Okay. Especially given the size of his head. Okay. I think that that will age well. I stand by my decision. Right, Tony, HCQ. Which sports coach has the biggest head? I'm going to go with Matt Rule. Bruce Bochy. Bigger than Matt Rule? That dude's head's enormous. <laughs> Matt Rule's all head. Uh, Bruce Bochy hat size. I thought you knew this, Tani. No, I know that he has a big head. Not just big. His hat size is eight and one eighth. What's a normal hat size? <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I wear I wear seven and three eighths. Yeah? And your head's yeah. not so big. I There's literally a Sports Illustrated size. article. There was a Sports Illustrated article just about the size of Bruce Bochy's head one time. Look at this. Uh, this one. Look at that. Yeah, it's a big head. A big orange head, maybe. But like Matt Rule is just a large head on top of a belly. Like <laughs> he's got a big belly too. Yeah. Jason, what head, size yeah. head do you have? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what size hat I have. Not a thing I have ever measured or paid attention to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, okay. maybe at some point I'll buy a hat. But it's good for the league that we have a rule book. Good I for think the so too. I tried to. Uh, I mean, me sitting in my hotel room in in Teaneck, New Jersey, um, 
You've been to a lot of hotels, buddy. Only one. So basically, well, you're Canada, going to Cedarhurst. Yeah, that's in the future. And who knows if we'll stay in Cedarhurst? We might go back to the same Tina Hotel because it was nice sitting in a hotel and having a million kosher restaurants that could deliver to us, and it's closer to uh, to home. But anyway. I mean, if we want the context on why I was in Teaneck, uh, I don't. Okay. I do. Give us half the context. Janet was traveling for work because they make all the corporate employees work in like actual total wine stores for Christmas. And she was going to go to Denver. That got nixed basically because of COVID. Then they asked, they assigned her to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And we, Janet said, sure, which is already funny because that's a very Jewish area. Agreed. And then they said at the last minute, they were like, never mind, don't go to Cedar Hill. Can you go to Teaneck instead? Do you think they purposely like, picked Jewish places for her? I do not. That's the thing. Sounds like you gave us all the context where we specifically that asked for half. I agree. I thought cutting you off by saying like she was going there for work, but eh, whatever. Whatever. Is what it is. Point is, sat down, wrote the rule book. Um, had a, I went through a, uh, a legal review to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. Uh, Ezra was I very hope. helpful with Ezra. Yeah. He's, he's in-house counsel. Okay. So um, put that in the, put, make that its official position and make me CCO. <laughs> Chief content officer. Chief creative officer. We don't all need titles, man. I think I've, I think I've earned it because I have the official YouTube channel and uh, half the Mr. Godzilla 45. Do you guys know that Joey Ellis official YouTube channel is Mr. Godzilla 45? Which I don't know how, because I like I looked up like if Mr. Godzilla forty is someone and Mr. Godzilla fifty is someone, and they're not. So it's not so like this is you. But I have no connection to Godzilla. Well, you named your YouTube channel Mr. Godzilla forty. He also I, named I, his Twitter the Confuful Podcast Network. Right, that makes sense. Like uh, Godzilla, he's a monster. I don't endorse torturing the Japanese. Mr. Godzilla forty five. If we were if we were making titles, <laughs> I think I'd like to be. To me either. I think it's I'd Donald like to Trump be. Oh. oh, I think I'd like to be Mr. Godzilla 45. No, you are. Hey, I am Donald Trump. That would be a real twist. It would make a lot of more sense, honestly. Um, yeah, I think I'd like to be director of communications. So make it happen, Jason. Everyone wants a title now. We have impeachment procedures. We are organized and willing to act. We have a chief communications officer over here. Um, he can organize. I have the media behind me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any nifty rules? Um, I think the niftiest one was having, was coming to the realization that I need to write out impeachment procedures for myself and developing <laughs> an entire impeachment procedure on the spot, even though I am the commissioner and I don't expect to be impeached. Cause honestly, this role is very much like a, like an Echa Salivadi kind of situation. So even though I don't expect to be impeached, it was still interesting. Well, like, you did expect before you refused to give us our due. That was that was that was nicely done with the Torah. S- slipped in there. Okay, Hashem, friend. Thank you. you. Hashem is the best. Shout out Rachel Evercline. Dratch. Do you just know um do you know my Hashem is the best story from Israel? Maybe. I was walking in the old city of Yerushalayim. And it was me and Joey Rubenstein walking together. And there's two strangers, like in their 30s or 40s, walking the other direction. And all we hear was like the guy say, like, moral of the story is Hashem is the best. And like during that whole senior year, and uh, Tani's aunt made like Hashem is the best. Like, I kept saying like, he's top five. I don't know if he's the best, like a sports debate. And it was just like instinct. So this guy's just walking by saying, all I know is Hashem is the best. And I don't know this guy, but I said top five. And he's like, no, no, top one. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 
in Cleveland for like my first ever Shabbos in Cleveland. I'd never been to the city before. It was my first time like meeting Jana's parents or family at all, like still, you know, a couple months into dating and all that. Uh, I was at Shul and the rabbi was like given his, uh, you know, his, his regular you know, drusha before Mosaf. And in the drusha, he shouts out Rachel Levitkline and talks about ideas and like thoughts that Rachel Levitkline had. And it was a very surreal, like, world's colliding wait how does this guy know rachel levitkline moment for me because I, I didn't know her history i didn't know that she like was cleveland before she was uh kent mill berman so it was it was a very like did, did he just say rachel levitkline like is that this are there two rachel levitklines floating around and there's two nathan wasserman's uh, in seattle maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> but yeah let's take it to the ad break you're dreaming if you think i wrote an ad Oh, we can do an ad for the Nathan Wasserman podcast, maybe. Is that sure. part of our network? I think I was going to do an ad for the rule book, but I woke up at 11. I didn't wake up at 11. I woke up at 10.30. So that's where I'm at. I woke up at 10. I had a call from 10 to 10.55, then took a dump, then did this. So Nice. Yeah, I rolled out about at 10.30. I'm glad we're all functional adults. This is this is an ad for functional adults. It's the off season, guys. What did you expect? Keep a preview. I got Can good we just ones. Skip five E. Yeah, I'm real confused on five E. Uh, I just assumed you didn't want to talk about five E. So I do I let... not want to talk about five E. But so I'll then why did you bring it up, dickhead? I didn't. I was yeah, just you did. Something we're not touching. I wanted to know what Joey Ellis was. <laughs> I'm not sure say. I didn't miss anything. Okay, item seven: keeper preview. Who do we think has the best keepers? Still Daniel. Also, your... Daniel has a ridiculous variety of keeper options right now. Yeah. I'd say he has three people who would be in the top 10, four people who would be in the top 10. He's got Jefferson. He still has Kamara for below market. He's still got Miles Sanders for below market. He has AJ Dillon for nothing if Aaron Jones is not re signed. Yeah. He has, he has George Kittle too. He also has Kittle, and he has Eckler if he wants Eckler. Kittle, Kittle will not be such a great keeper next year. He'll pretty much be uh, face value. But like in a world where this year, face. this year there were like two and a half viable tight ends this entire season. So one of them was not Kittle, right? But I'm saying Kittle presumably would be next year, along with Kelsey Waller and Mark Andrews. I think I have the two best quarterback keepers. I disagree strongly. I couldn't care less about quarterback keepers as um, the person. Yeah, I don't think quarterback keepers matter so much, but strongly, Jason. I have Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert each for a dollar. I, I would take both my guys over that. Really? Yeah. Jalen Hurts? Know. Yeah. Jalen Hurts did his first starts. I'd be uh, more, much more likely to keep Josh Allen. But yeah, you don't know when Aaron Rodgers is going to get old. And like, this is his renaissance season, but he hasn't been great like the past. Oh, this is I'm pissed off that you drafted Jordan Love season. Right. Um, like I would rather have Josh Allen at three than Aaron Rodgers at one for sure. And like, yeah, I doubt I'd keep Jalen Hurts, but I think Herbert at one is better than uh, Hurts at one. I think Hurts is the highest ceiling for next year if all four of them. Let's talk about something people care about. Gabe has very good keeper options with Metcalf and Robinson. Metcalf for fourteen, Robinson for one. Yeah, Robinson. I think exactly what Gabe's going to do, barring any off-season ACLs. Yeah, or the Jaguars drafting a guy. I mean, the back, the backup is Swift for like, what is it, 12? It's not terrible either. It's not great. I mean, depends who the Lions get as their coach. Lions running backs, as we've seen from all the way from on Johnson back to you know freaking Javid Best, are never good keepers. 
you say that, but like that doesn't. It's, that's that's just until they are. Especially because you kept Josh Jacobs, and like the same could be said for Raiders running backs. You know, I didn't keep Josh Jacobs. I oh, didn't keep Josh Jacobs. No, he was that. a redraft. My keepers were Tyreek and Terry. Well, I mean, so I'm gonna have to I have to give up Tyreek this year because he's gonna cost probably like fifty three, fifty four. Wow, you don't need to give him up for that. No, but like that's what he like. I might be saving like eight bucks off his draft cost. Yeah, but you lock him in. Yeah, which is which is significant. We'll yeah. see. I have an off season to think about it. Yeah, that's the uh, McCaffrey strategy. Agreed. I, uh, I I have three options. I got Gaskin for one, Jonathan Taylor for twenty two, and then obviously Steph for fourteen. So and T Higgins. Yeah, but Higgins' situation isn't great. I'm I'm not really so. Like Higgins Judy situation, like neither of them, I don't really trust the quarterback situations for different I think reasons. You're, I think your pressure move is Diggs and Taylor because, like, you just don't know what the Dolphins are going to do. Well, the nice thing is we don't have a keeper deadline until August. Yeah, come out of nowhere, running backs are just, I don't think they're ever worth it. I mean, Gaskin was good every game he was healthy this year. Right, but he has still come out of nowhere. Yeah, but like if they're comfortable making him the starting, like if they don't have any of the running backs on the roster, fine. I think with both Gaskin and Robinson, it's a situation where um, they, there's not a need to replace them. But if someone else comes along who's more of a hot hand, then like they're done. Yeah, Robinson's right. going to be great. T Law was really good for um, uh, Travis Etienne uh, throughout college. I but think I, I, I have a history of keeping these coming out of nowhere guys like Alex Collins or Damian Williams. And I'm like, I'm. Uh, from for me personally, my personal baggage, um, like they 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 just they get replaced. And I, mean, it just I can throw Zach Stacy into that. Yeah, who is Zach Stacy? That's the point. Zach Stacy was a Rams running back who got really really hot toward the end of the season back in like 2014, and proceeded to do absolutely nothing the year after, and eventually ended up on the Jets where he did nothing for like half a year and was out of the league. And like sometimes it does work out. Sometimes it works out like. Alvin Kamara and Tyreek Hill, obviously. But well, Kamara was not like a nobody. But he was the like third or fourth rounder though, wasn't he? Yeah, that's not the same as like an undrafted right. Zach Stacy or Miles Gaskin. Or James Robinson, I agree. Was Miles Gaskin undrafted? Yeah. Shout out to him. Good for him indeed. So is Ahmed. Well, Dolphins are good at undrafted running backs. Well, also like running back, you can get an undrafted guy. That's the Yeah, there's there's definitely like a a floor there. Who is Jakob uh, keeping besides AJ Brown? So Jakob AJ Brown a second time. Yeah, he kept him for six this year, so he'll get him for like fifteen. Oh, yeah, that's worth it. Okay. Yeah, Jakob. I don't. I think is after the volatility his team went through this year. I think he's not gonna like keep two uh, two Titans again. I think Ayuk is probably a really good candidate there. Keeping two Titans was not his issue, except yeah. like AJ Brown's hurt at the beginning of the year. It's either Ayuk oh, or Tyler. Is, yeah. Kyler's not a terrible call, especially since it's one. Also, Curtis Samuel for one. Be... No, he, there's no way he got Kyler for one. Because I w- Kyler was who I was targeting. Oh no, it was thirteen. Never mind. Yeah, no way he's keeping Kyler for thirteen. Is not a great keeper. Um, Curtis no. Samuel, depending on where he ends up in free agency, could be a sneaky one. That that's a sneaky draft pick, not a sneaky keeper. Yeah. Right. All right, Depends Brendan Ayuk seems like. A, I think I think yeah. I think it's got to be Ayuk. Maybe Pittman. No. I like better than Pittman. All right, who who's uh who's keepers? Whatever, screw Dean, screw Jesse. <laughs> well, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse doesn't have keepers anymore. Jesse traded his. Je- Jesse's going to keep. Uh, How much I was guess... DJ Moore? DJ Moore is probably too expensive because he is uh, a yeah. Montgomery. 
I'm guessing I'm guessing uh, Jones and Montgomery for Jesse. Aaron Jones, he's probably really expensive now, though. Depend. I think I think with Aaron Jones, it would depend where he is in free agency. Also, like he could end up still being below market value if he lands in a good uh, free agency place, but we'll see. Um, DK Metcalf obviously was his best keeper option. I think John Brown could be a sort of on-brand keeper for him in the Kareem Hunt mold of like you take the second guy <laughs> who's like he's still good, you know. He still might do something, and it's low risk. Yeah, that's solid. I'm looking at Lieb now. Uh, he probably still has Chubb for a good good value. Maybe 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 he'll keep T.J. Hawkinson. I hope he does. <laughs> that would be Hawkinson. really funny. That would be really funny. If you're listening to this, keep T.J. Hawkinson. Ezra's and got Will, really bad. And Will ones. Fuller. And well, Will Fuller is also hitting for agency, so he's a TBD. He could end up on Green Bay. That'd be a good keeper. It's almost traded Green Bay. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Uh, Ezra's got bad options. What order are we going in? Okay. Just We're the ones that we no said. Particular order. Well, he's got Dobbins. He's got Dobbins. And, and I think Gus Waller. Bucks. Waller still has some keeper value, right? Yeah. Hey, Waller, I think he was like 10 bucks. Yeah, so Dobbins and Waller. And Gus Bus. No one's keeping Gus Edwards. Screw you, Joey. He's the best player in football. Did you watch him last week? Yes, you know I did. He ripped you guys apart. Okay. Um, All right, well, that's keepers. No, we didn't yeah. say mine. Didn't you say yours at the beginning? No, I said I have said quarterback options. Quarterbacks. All right, who do, you, who do you want to keep, Joey? I assume I'm going to keep Ridley, who I think is like 20 or something. Okay. Um, I think Rojo at 10. I think Ariel Lennon for that's really good. And I don't know. That's about it. Not so excited about mine. You're not going to keep Rodrigo Blankenship? I could. I've wanted to drop him for a while because I wanted him to be on like six or seven teams this year. Um, but <laughs> I, I never had like a good reason to drop him. I'm definitely not going to keep Brown's defense because they've been really disappointing for me. Yeah, no kidding. It's been it's been a rough Brown's defense stream for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else, fellas? Uh, uh, no. I'm not so interested in I- agenda item eight. That's on you. That's Joey's agenda item. Yeah, man. Can we skip to agenda item nine? No. <laughs> Proceed. Off-season pod ideas. People love off-season pod ideas. Yeah, and let's do them as off-season pod. 8A is yours. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll have uh, Shraggy Bombser back as, uh, as he requested. Right. And maybe since the football season is still going on... Um, we could do a silent auction best ball league and have a podcast about that for like playoffs, the playoffs, playoffs. and week 17. That sounds awful. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a pretty solid preseason podcast for next year, like four weeks before our draft. Uh, we, could, we could, there's football still going on, even if fantasy football is over, even if the Patriots season is over. It's been over, dude. Um, do another book club, and Jason and I have thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. It was real bad. It was so bad. <laughs> it really was. They're just like so much that makes no sense. There were random like 60-second shots of her just flying around in the sky to nowhere in particular. Wait, it was flying her arc? Like, oh, now she could fly? Yeah, I don't know. I, throughout the, the entirety of that movie, I was unclear on whether Wonder Woman was able to fly or not. 
she says she doesn't own a TV, but she has like 10 TVs. Uh, they completely <laughs> ignore all the moral and ethical implications of taking over this guy's body, having sex with it, and putting it in danger. They also have like an ex-IDF soldier in a movie with a lot of Arabs being evil stereotypes. And that's just, who's that I helping? Think the Arabs weren't evil. Well, you go to Egypt, the and the guy Egyptian was, guy was no says, good, yeah. I want my kidom to extend to its original boundaries, and you have okay, an ex-IDF star? Like, but who like, is that helping? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the villain was at least not Arab. Uh, there was so, how, come, how come this guy is baffled by things like escalators and trash cans and fireworks? But he knows how to fly a plane. But he knows how to fly a jet? Yeah. Yeah. Left <laughs> Twitter does not like Gal Gadot. Black Twitter. Oh, she's uh, Australian. Yeah. Le- well, you say I, black I, Twitter or left Twitter? Left, left. Twitter. Left they're kind Twitter. of the same. But yeah, there's just so much wrong with that. Also, what's the whole like? There was a lot of stuff in that. Like, I'm not like an expert on the, the Wonder Woman comics or canon or anything like that. But there felt there felt like there was a lot of stuff in there that the context wasn't given by the movie. The context was only given if you already know what things are. No, like, she talked so freaking much about the truth. This is not the truth. And it's like, what? What well, is she this? Does, she does love the truth. That's her thing. The guy who invented Wonder Woman also invented the lie detector. Like that's uh, that's her thing. Um, but like that was never really explained. It might like have been that. the first movie. Guys, I don't care. I don't think anybody else cares. Tony, that just bought you thirty extra seconds of this. Um, so. What it should have been is like when they did like the campy '80s movie, like a Steven Spielberg kind of like Jurassic Park or uh, yeah. Ghostbusters kind of thing, when it was like fun and colorful and like oh you're saving people at the mall. That's what the whole movie should have been. Yeah, I'd agree. The, the mall scene was probably one of the best scenes in that movie, and I think it was Tyson's. It looked like Tyson's, right? I thought it was like a mall that has since been torn down, but like where they filmed it, I think. it, it like... looked like Tyson's. Uh, they definitely did a lot of filming in Georgetown because when Jana worked at Blue Mercury, there were like streets closed down for Wonder Woman filming. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things like, you could tell yeah. are like next door to where Amulus. Oh, yeah. Very, very easy. A lot of like, oh, hey, that's three blocks from where I am right now kind of scenes. Like where Pinstripes is. There's a lot of stuff there. All right. Yeah. Like uh, who's, your, who's your Walter Payton man of the year? Of the football. Yeah. It's a Dean. Well, let's argue that it's not a Dean. Yeah, I think for his charitable contributions to the league, I think we, we would award the uh, if we did a oh. if we did a well, if we're, if we're literally show. talking charitable contributions, then it's leave. I was like, what? <laughs> he literally raised hundreds of dollars for testicular cancer. Not testicular cancer, for suicide awareness. Way to not get the message, man. But no, they're it's, both bad. It's prostate cancer. You heard me. He said this year is for suicide awareness and. Uh, the, the whole thing is awareness. You guys should at least be aware of what it's for. Guys, I gave the money. The whole point is you give the money, you don't have to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> Not the cause sure, is awareness. I'm pretty sure Movember is doing a terrible job of getting its message across because all we know is Mustache Lieb and none of us even know what the foundation is like supporting right now. <laughs> Considering how little we know, maybe we should think a little more if before it was, we give if this it was money. For something like, if it was for giving money to something like COVID research, then you don't need to know what it's for because like whatever, we're not doing the research. But, like, but if it's for awareness, you have a, you have a responsibility but to be like, aware. When they call themselves Movember, it's like, if, if you're talking about like the American Cancer Association, you know that that's about cancer. Movember? Like you we just we there are three of us on this podcast and we have come up with three completely different takes on what Movember is. One of us said suicide prevention. One of us said testicular cancer. I said prostate cancer and examinations. Like we don't know what Movember think, does. No, no. Movember is I think mostly focused on testicular and prostate cancer. 
but leave was specifically raising money for suicide awareness. So I guess within November, you have options on what you want your money to go to. But I thought it was specifically supposed to be like men's things and suicide is not a male specific issue. It might be. It's not. Women commit suicide all the time. I mean, I, I think less likely, but it, it definitely happens. This is not a this is not a direction we should be walking. Okay, ignoring the statistics of that, um, Walter Payton, man of the fuffle. I guess if we were to have a Confuffle award show, this would be one to present. Then that could be a pot idea, Confuffle award show. I think Confuffle award show is a must do. All right, suicide happens one point eight times more often in men than women. Okay, but like women still commit suicide. Yeah, fine. Men get breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that. Joey, I don't know what you're trying to do here. I'm probably going to cut that out. No, leave it. <laughs> you, I'm you trying to like, move away from all the who dies of what and move toward like fleshing out this concept of a Confuffle Award podcast because I'm into that. It's going to be great. Um, we'll definitely do that. How are we going to record covertly a Kesher board meeting? Alternately, I would just I just put that in you just because... put that everywhere. <laughs> yes, that's what I wait. Did. I think I think what we should really do is somehow figure out how to record an argument between the fascist and someone who's not crazy. Dude, and just that has air, gone off the rails. Air the, yeah, the tell minion us about drama. It. Tell us I about mean, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay somewhat neutral given my position on a certain board and not try to incriminate anyone, but a uh, a certain individual who runs a certain uh, minion. Who has is a been, fascist? Yes. Um, has been all over the Facebook. There was a case of COVID at the Minion. Up to the. Just what? Facebook. There was a case of COVID that a certain fascist decided not to um, tell anyone about and claimed that he like reached out to those who were in close contact with the guy who had COVID and people got real mad and... Uh, someone else was posting all over Facebook groups like, hi, PSA, this minion had COVID, be aware. And that led to a lot of angry fascist comments. And someone else from the community was like, is talking about, uh, you know, how terrible the minion is. And, and th- there was some drama with trying to get Kesher to stop giving the Torah to this minion because Kesher gives this minion a Torah. What? It's not my department. Kesher um, gives that minion a Torah? Decision. Kesher does. Um, I... Is there a department of Torah procurement? I don't actually know the process, but it is not the only like non-Kesher minion that Kesher has given a Torah to. Apparently it falls within, again, not my department. I cannot speak to one way or another whether it is the correct decision or not um, by any means. I'm sure whoever made that decision on behalf of Kesher has done so following whatever correct protocols. Um, I know for sure that one of the conditions of this minion getting the... Uh, the Torah is that they have to wear masks at the minion. So from that perspective, it's definitely doing some good. Um, but the point point is there's like a lot of, Do we know that that's like actually being followed. We have no idea because I stay far away from that. Six minion, feet away from it. At least 10 foot pole. Nice. But it's, it's, it's a lot of Facebook drama. It's like, this is all public stuff. And I of course do not offer, uh, my own opinion or take on behalf uh, of the Kesher board in any regard. <laughs> Full disclaimer. You're really, you're really scarred from earlier this, this season. Yeah. Do you blame me? No, no sir. it's I fun. got so much backlash, but uh, I, I offer, uh, it, we can take this to the Slack. I'm more than happy to take this to the Slack. Pretty sure we've taken it to the Slack. In the yeah. Slack, we get a lot of front lash. <laughs> <laughs> from Ezra. <laughs> 
<laughs> with his categorical statements. All right, guys, let's let's, let's let's go to item nine because no I one had Desiree. You gave Tani two Jessies. I give Tani two. I did give Tani two Jessies. Who did I forget to give Tani? Ezra, give him Ezra. Ezra, Tani gets Ezra, not two Jessies. All right, let's do this. Can I start? Sure. Oh, um, we should explain the premise first. Yeah, I guess we're assigning an NFL player to each Kumfufu member. Um, I'm going to start with Jesse of second place and ninth place fame. Uh, also from isn't quite in the loop fame. So I'm going to give him Anthony Rendon because uh, Anthony Rendon famous former rights owl form famously doesn't like the sport he plays. And also famously is not an NFL player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it feels really on brand. I feel like Jesse might start him at kicker. Um, so uh, for Jesse, Tani, Anthony Rendon. Tani, do you support ACAB? Because that was a real cop out. Um, ACAB? All cops are bitches. No. Defund the police. Point is, that was a cop out. Um, my lead one, I think this is pretty like straightforward as it gets. Um, Juju Smith Schuster, here are my reasons. One, Steelers, Steelers. Two, Juju, Jew. Three, um, Juju's whole thing this year has been like, oh, I'm dancing on a logo. I'm such a Steelers fan. If you have anything against the Steelers, I'm going to lash out at you and like leave lashes out. And I think, oh, the Ravens should have forfeited that game, blah, blah, blah. Um, and um, Juju is also disappointing this year. Leaves disappointed this year. And Juju's on Leaves team. Those are my Juju's. Okay. Seems fair. Um, Great with my first overall pick, uh, of course, as always, took Daniel. Uh, <laughs> Daniel is going to hate me for this, but Daniel is Kirk Cousins. I was going to make Yaku of Kirk Cousins. I thought you were well, going to say Dwayne Haskins. No, I'm not that mean. Uh, Daniel is Kirk Cousins and reasons. Number one, the Washington connection. Obviously, they both have their roots in, uh, in Washington. Uh, Kirk professionally, Daniel physically. Um, I think Kirk is an actually very underrated quarterback who regularly puts up good performances and puts up a lot of stats and is a lot better than people think he is, but at the same time, cannot for his life win in a prime time or beat a winning team or get any sort of respect for who and what he is. And I think that very much embodies uh, Daniel. That's uh, a snake. It is a snake. And next up, I have Tani. And Tani, I think this is also a pretty uh, easy one for me. Tani is Cam Newton. He's a former MVP. Oh. He's had a really great season in the past. And this year, he was just one of the worst in the league. And it was just really just so sad to see such a great player do so terribly. Um, and next up is on a list of reasons why Tani is Cam Newton is that Yako for sure, for sure take some level of issue with Tani's throwing motion. <laughs> it's better than Philip Rivers throwing motion. Plus Patriots, Patriots. Patriots, Patriots, of course. Patriots, Patriots. Disappointing. They also both have six wins on the season. That's a solid call. Um, you got me there. All right, Yaakov. I was going to make Yaakov Kirk Cousins um, for purposely saying generic things. <laughs> and now, I don't know, maybe like, like Greg Olson does. Oh, Jason Witten. Because Jason Witten, when he's not playing, he's a commentator. Then he'll come back to playing. Then he'll come back to being a commentator. So I'll, I'll go Jason Witten. Okay. Shout out Yakov for all of your commentary this year. And shout out Yakov for disappearing for finals. Yeah. 
it's busy commitment to academics it's important i think it's 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 been nice this year because i know that like no matter how crappy or meaningless the monday night football game is like yakov and ezra will be there watching it with me and like yeah you guys and Lee and daniel will pop in to say like one thing at a time randomly but well uh, daniel and we could get to daniel well you already went to daniel you already got to daniel daniel is the master of the heat check Daniel's like the Josh Gordon. He'll like come in, have 200 yards, and then just never be seen again for a couple of years. Yeah. He's the, Daniel's the heat check. He'll come in, drop one line, saying, oh, I got fucking sword this year. Um, <laughs> he did that. By every metric but except he'll say it, wins. He'll say it at Sunday night at 8.25 p.m. every week. He'll just like come in, drop a line, and, like, and then if apparently we get like... married in two months. If we randomly reshuffled the regular season schedule this week with all the starts and sits and everything else staying exactly the same, what are odds that Daniel would be our champion right now? His, his um, pl- he wouldn't have done well last week in the playoffs, right? He didn't have a good week last he week. He had one twenty seven last week. I was so decent. if he if he made sit to the finals, he had the highest score in the league this week. So, you know. He has that going yeah, although Lieb actually did very well. He wasn't playing, so we didn't like see his score show up, and I don't think he actually set his lineup, but like Lee put up like over 150 this week. Yeah. Good, good for yeah. to leap. Shout out to Keep to leap. All right. Tani, it's your picks. Uh, so first one, I'm going to go with Ezra. And for Ezra, I'm going to go Debo Samuel. Um, explosive. Um, high potential. Um, and just completely crumbled this year. Completely and utterly crumbled this year. Uh, and obviously the 49-49 Heckish. Um, Ezra to Debo Samuel, that one is fairly straightforward to me. Gabe. Gabe, see, you can see how much uh, thought I put into this. I want to I give Gabe someone who really felt good about their draft, but everyone knew it was no good. That's so, not how players work. Players just so I'm going to give him Henry Ruggs. I'm going to give him oh. Henry Ruggs because the Raiders, they reached for him. Gavi did his Gavi things during the draft and felt really good and came on the podcast and talked to us about his strategy. And then... Yeah, throwback to that podcast where Gavi talked about how terrible and unredeemable my team is while being very confident about his team's greatness when everyone knew his team was bad. So And shout out to Gavi for winning the Sacco. That pick, I will give to Henry Ruggs, though I think Henry Ruggs is an innocent bystander, um, but... Oh, wow. Henry Ruggs is also known for his big playability, just like, like Gavi. If like everything hits right, he can score 150. But yeah, like all three most, of his good players do well. But most likely he's going 70. All right, for Jason, I'll give him Drew Brees. I have Jason. Wait, you guys both have Jason. Then I have Jason. Fine. Who do I have instead? Who do we forget then? <laughs> Adin. No. No, I have Adin. <laughs> Me. I have Aleph. Ah, Aleph. Okay. Oh, that's an easy one. All right, go on. Well, no, it's Snake. It's you. Oh, I just did. He just did Gabe. Oh, fine. So, Jason. So, Jason, I'll give him Jubries because he doesn't make, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't ever really make the Super Bowl. He kind of uh, will fizzle out maybe in the first or second round of the playoffs. Maybe Stephon Diggs will have a Hail Mary touchdown against him, ruin his hopes. But, when he makes the Super Bowl, through some trickery like onside kicks and Peyton Manning throwing interceptions or Jesse starting Baker Mayfield, no wide receivers, um, he'll have a strong game and win his championship. Shout out to you for like using content that has only been discussed on this podcast. 
Thank you. <laughs> My last one up is Adine. Um, Adine is Tim Patrick. I don't think I need to expand on that, but nice. for the purposes of um, the podcast, I think it's uh, it's 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 self-explanatory. Tim Patrick. Did we talk about Dalvin Cook as one of uh, Dean's capers? We didn't talk about Dean's capers at all, right? He drafted Dalvin Cook at at, at market. Adina, if Adina wants it. to keep people, Adina has some very good keeper options, like real keepers. With uh, he's got Antonio Gibson. He has, um, crap. There's another receiver he had who was who was like a very good legitimate keeper. Tim Patrick. But, oh, I didn't understand the Tim Patrick hype, but <laughs> that's on you, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's been a, he's been a Tim Patrick's been all over the slack. I, he's, I he's know. A Dean's, he's a Dean's spirit player. All right, fine. For Al, if I give him Rojo, I'll take it. Rojo's a beast. Rojo's your keeper. He's the guy you believed in. He might be my second year keeper. <laughs> that would be crazy if you cut that him would again. be crazy. Given he that got, he's like only he got, good because he's on a crazy passing offense. He got FW'd. You got FW'd. You could have won the league. He could have won the league. He could still win the Super Bowl. He's going to play this week. Yeah, it's well, you know team. what? Rojo, Joey, it makes all the sense in the world to me. I think we're done with this episode because I'm really hungry and I got a thing to do at one. It all is right. lunchtime. I also wouldn't mind eating. I mean, have any of us eaten today at all? I, I have not. not. Okay. Wow. So there we go. Jason, what are you going to eat for lunch? Let's end on this. Jason, what are you eating for lunch? Trader Joe's bagel. Uh, Morning Star Buffalo Chick Patty, slice of Munster cheese, and some bread and butter pickles. One sandwich. Solid. That's organized. Joey? I don't know yet. Hmm. I got the world at my disposal. Pretty sure there's a leftover piece of lasagna. So if that hasn't been taken, I'm going to go for that. Have you guys drank anything today? Water. I've been drinking water. throughout the pod. Yeah, that's you? true. I brushed my teeth, so I had some water then. Likewise, that's, that's, that's the water I had when I brushed my teeth. I mean, not we didn't drink the same exact water, but then, well, we might have. Did you guys drink the drink the toothpaste water? No, that would no. be a revelation. I rinsed out my mouth. Good. Yeah, rinsed out my mouth and then I drank a little. All right, so shout out to Crest. Shout out to the Crest family of Kent Mill. I actually uh, I use Sensodyne. Mm. Shout out to Colgate. Shout out to Colgate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Rogoff. Honestly, let's get out of here. Goodbye. All right, shout out to Rogoff. All right. Good stuff, fellas. See you all for the show. Number one.